On the 169th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we recap week six of the NFL season, we look forward to week seven, we play some buy-sell, and of course, we give you our boys of the week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens, and there is only one more winless team left in the NFL, and they might be the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life, and that's the New York Jets. How many times do we start with the Jets on this podcast? A lot, right? A lot, because they're just so bad. They're historically bad. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That is an accurate it's, statement, yes. It's, it's yeah. I mean, I could really gang up on gangrene right now. That's like a new segment I was thinking of, just like just rail on them for five minutes, but then it's like, what's the point? Let's just, I'm just Luke focusing Travis on fantasy. Lost 18 points right now? They're averaging 12 points a game. Uh, let's see. They've lost by 18 on average, and I think they were one of the first teams ever, this, or like one of the latest teams in the season ever, to not cover a spread. Yeah. And yeah. that's what the spread's getting wider and, and wider. <laughs> so, yeah. The, right. It was the Dolphins were favored for the first time in over like a year and a half, favored by over a touchdown for the first time in almost like three years, and they still need to come close to covering it. Well, they, well, they didn't score. They, did they, they didn't score a point. So, yeah, that that would yeah. usually you wouldn't cover well, that, if you don't score yeah. no points. <laughs> and they just had to hire the coach from the Dolphins, and then they just the Dolphins replaced them with a much better coach. All right, so there's and no now, there's no way Gates lasts more than this week. Now, right? This is like we're on like like coach uh, firing watch, right? Like he he's like it can't last much longer than this, right? You would think you would think that you well. Would think that. Do you want Gates gone, or do you think of him as your biggest asset towards? Getting. Yeah, Joe Douglas is paying the long game. He's like, yeah, we know this guy sucks, but we're going to let him wallow out there. We'll ruin his reputation. But he'll get us Trevor Lawrence. And then I can build around that with a, with a new coach. That's just so, it's just so upsetting to like, I mean, look, yeah, if you, if you end up with the first pick, you're probably going to draft Trevor Lawrence. But it's just really upsetting that to give up on Darnold so quickly Oh, he's gonna go to the Colts and be good. Yeah, wouldn't that would You I, have it all figured out. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I have nothing else. Nothing else football wise besides fantasy and just you know fantasizing about the ways the Jets can screw this up even more. They'll screw it up by not getting the first pick. That's what they'll do. Oh, yeah. They'll uh, they'll, 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 they'll they'll rattle off three wins at the end of the season and they'll uh, they'll get the number two pick and they'll end up getting screwed. Right. That was um that was my biggest fear that came to life with the Giants last year. One win was the difference between Chase Young, a generational defender, and uh, an offensive lineman that they've officially benched. <laughs> How did they bench him already? Six like, games crazy. into the season because he's rated top three worst lineman in football right now. Crazy. Like he he looks. Like he can't play football. It doesn't make now now. Granted, you caught that two point conversion. Granted, I like I was trying to give them credit for drafting a lineman. I really wanted the guy. I liked Worfs the most. I think I told you guys this a bunch of times. Yep. That yep. Tampa Bay got was um you know Ronald Jones is looking mighty nice behind that line. Yeah. Um, but I didn't bash them when they drafted Thomas because I was like whatever. Maybe I just I don't know that much about lines. But uh, yeah, one win. 
goes from, I mean, Andrew Thomas can still be good, but they just, they lost out on one of the best defenders to come out of the draft in a while. So like that could happen to the Jets and the Jaguars could be starting uh, Lawrence next year. Oh man, imagine that. Imagine that. Jets and Giants just got to, they have the two worst teams in football. It's unreal how bad it is right now. But speaking of things that are not bad, uh, the Tennessee Titans Texas Texans game was great, Brian. You won't talk about the clock management that Vrabel. Yeah, why can't I say his name? Vrabel pulled the. I think you still uh, said it wrong, but you were <laughs> whatever. The, the head coach of the Titans. Oh yeah, clock classic. Clock. Yeah. Two-minute warrior. Wow, whatever you want to call him, whatever name. Well, you can't say Time Lord because that's like already a nickname for an NBA player. Uh, like a backup. Who's the Time, who's the time uh, Lord? There's a backup on the uh, Celtics. Of course. That they call. He was a draft pick like two years ago. I'll get you the name in a second. I'm, I, I'd get the, first, the second name right and uh, not the first for some reason. Like, I just can't think of his full name. I feel like his last name is Williams. Anyway. Um, so we got to think of a nickname for him. I, I mean, this obviously isn't me watching the game and saying this is the second time he's done it. This is me seeing it from Twitter when it was happening. Um, that, yeah, he call, gets an intentional 12-man on the field to let the other team get a third and short, second and short, and save the 40 seconds that stops the clock when they accept the penalty. I mean... First of all, there's such a high chance that teams connect on a second and one. So it's like, okay, get the new set of downs so you don't waste one timeout this down and then only have a couple timeouts for the next set of downs. So that's one way to look at it. And the other way is the automatic timeout, saving 40 seconds. So, like, why no other coaches are smart enough besides him and Belichick to do this? Uh, I don't know. But... Vrabel, looking like the true disciple. Yeah, he looks great. Oh, that that after, team looked after, after all these years, and that team looks ridiculous too. I mean, yeah, I mean they they allowed what thirty six points, but uh, that you know, like the grit just to come back and win that game in overtime was uh, it was well, it was, it was a nice win. It was a nice win. It was a it was yeah. a really nice win. It's also Robert Williams. Sorry, that's what I was gonna guess. I knew his last name was Williams, but anyway, go on. Never heard of Time Lord. That's that's a pretty cool nickname. It is. I'm pretty sure it's a nickname from college from his college. It's pretty sweet. Day. It's pretty sweet. Interesting. But uh, yeah, Vrabel one year bets that uh, he'd cut his dick off if they win the Super Bowl and brings his team very close to the Super Bowl. So I guess he probably was a little scared. Um, and now he's pulling moves like this. He's my kind of coach. There you go. Uh, yeah, and obviously now I'm going to be, uh, I'm definitely going to eat the words of picking the Colts to win that division. Looks like it's going to be the, uh, the Titans winning that division, uh, as the best team in that by far, I think, in the AFC South. I don't think it's close. Yes. Don't think it's unless close. They, unless they do like a reverse there, Henry, start out really strong and then fade down the stretch. <laughs> Ooh. We hope not. We hope we don't do that. I don't know. He's been really good this early season. He's never been this good this early in the season. I also don't think they've had a Tannehill who's, look, like the things they ask him to do, he's 100% accurate at it. So he's just like, all right, I know the defense is afraid to get their faces smashed in by Henry. Um, I'm going to build off that. All I have to do is 
you know, he gets this, the guy throws over 300 yards on such minimal pass attempts every single week. Like he's everything they ask him to do, he's doing perfectly at, and they don't overextend him. Like Tannehill's look phenomenal. Both of them have to be in what top seven MVP right now. I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's an undefeated team, but I mean, just continuing. I mean, Tannehill is just freed from Gase, obviously, just flourishing <laughs> in, in 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 like under a good coach. I mean, I think he went 14 touchdowns to three interceptions or something, something like that on that. Something crazy. Like, it's, yeah. he but, is just looking good. And A.J. Brown looks like a fucking superstar in the making. Like, that guy looks good if he could stay healthy. A.J. Brown's definitely one of the more, more efficient receivers. I forget the stat, but he's definitely, like, like points above, like, opportunity. I don't know. There was some, like, weird stat. Yeah. He, and he That's- was, like, he was top, like, six or so. Just really good weapons. I mean, A.J. Brown, he's the stud you want. Um, and and the, the team, they're going to have, they're going to get people on the play fakes, on the play action, Every time. because of how good Henry is. So it allows that space for A.J. Brown. Um, John, I know he hurt his ankle, he, but he might be great, back, great down the middle threat. Yep. And then Adam Humphreys is just a chain mover. Like you, I don't think you could ever really short sell. A guy yeah. like Humphreys is a chain move. He's pretty much Cole Beasley. I know. They're he's, both he's, I, was, I was going to say again, too, but it was too... Athletic. You can't... He's a gym rat. He's a gym rat, you know? He can't. He's a gym rat. High IQ, high character. <laughs> <laughs> he's a coach's, coach's son. <laughs> probably. He probably played a little lacrosse in high school. Yeah. He's the first on the field, last to leave. Like, that's just, that's just yeah. how it is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's, it's good to have a guy who knows the sticks and kind of... Just that guy on your offense. Yeah, I mean it's also it's also good to have a guy who's pretty damn accurate and can get you the ball, you know, wherever you want it at this point. So, you know, Tannehill, man, just also oh, mm. just like not even just like simple throws, like the deep throws, like that throw to AJ Brown at the end of the game was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, so it was. Are the, is this the, um, the most exciting game this season, Tennessee Pittsburgh? Is this? Uh... Game of the year so far, are, and also are these the two best teams in the league? Not, I get probably I don't know. right. You can't Kansas City. You can't count out Kansas City and yeah, and Baltimore. But I mean, the Steelers. The next two games they have Tennessee and then Baltimore. Yeah, this Ooh. is the true test because they've had a weak schedule. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah, Kansas City is mean, still weak. number one. Yeah, I know they've had. I know they had that weird loss to the Raiders, but I still put Kansas City number one. I am bumping Tennessee ahead of Baltimore, and I think I'm bumping Pittsburgh ahead of Baltimore for now. Yeah, I mean, Baltimore's defense looks really, really good, but, I mean, there's like two weeks in a row that Lamar Jackson can't throw what he threw, like a hundred and something yards, like, the running game can't do anything, uh, they just, they, they don't look, something looks off this year in this offense that was clicking Compared, last year. Yeah, that's for sure. So, I think Lamar Jackson... His passing is not not as good, and they figured out. It seems like other teams may have figured out that the run scheme. Yeah, he's having some accuracy issues. For sure. Um, and I, I know he was absolutely phenomenal last year, and he's still, you know, you're starting a franchise. He's still one of the top five players, maybe you pick to start. Um, but like, he's got. I guess we've got to. It's still only year three for him, and we got to see. If I mean, here's the MVP when the run game so like, isn't working out, can he do it? Yeah, I mean, like a bunch of people say, like if you get, a, they're the best, like one of the best, like front running teams 
But if you if they get behind, it's tough for them to come back. Like Kansas City com- can come back on you in like five five minutes down from like down twenty one. But can the, can the Ravens right like? Yeah, I mean Baltimore hasn't. Yeah, that's, recently. But the, you know, again, they have a good defense, so that's gonna that's gonna help them, you know, immensely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, uh, it's just the AFC is unfair. This, I think, what this conversation is leading the to. Top, yeah, the top. Oh my god, the it's it's so imbalanced. Like the, the the balance is just crazy. Like, yeah. and sort of, what sort of sucks is like we didn't even mention the Bills. You're gonna uh, yeah, but mm-hmm. you're gonna have the AFC teams just beat the shit out of each other come playoff time, and some scrappy NFC team, maybe like you know the Packers or the Bucks, are gonna come in. Maybe not be as battle tested, but didn't get as you know beat up by really good teams that you know just maybe a little fresher because i mean the packers were kind of fraudulent for sure this week like it it doesn't matter how okay so it could be any team in the afc uh kansas city baltimore steelers whose defensive just looks so nasty i know it's been against bad teams although it does suck devin bush is now out for the year with a torn acl yeah that's gonna be huge we'll see how that plays out um, cause they love their linebackers in, in, uh, Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. But, but you play, you put any of those teams, it, no matter how good they look. Um, and somebody like Russell Wilson sneaks through the easy oh. NFC. We didn't mention like, Seattle. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like it, I don't really, I feel confident. I don't know if they win, but I would never like give Russell Wilson seven points. Like I would not feel confident betting against Russell Wilson ever. Yeah. No, I know. From what he could do, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, but as I was saying, yeah, the AFC is so just stacked, and the, AF- the NFC is just—you don't even know what to make of teams. Like we talked, like I brought up the Packers and Bucks. So the Bucks just shut down the Packers after that ten-point, you know, pretty quick scoring, and then shut them out for the rest. But like other than that, the Bucks have also looked pretty bad in games as well. So it's like they're not. There's no consistency right now in the in the NFC. Maybe besides the the what the the Seahawks, right? Like I don't even know. Yeah, what to and ma- even they have a terrible defense. Oh, the defense is yeah, giving up 370 yards on the in the, in the air uh, each game, which is crazy. Yeah, it's just Wilson slinging it the whole time. Like that's their game plan right now. But they so they're gonna they're gonna get caught soon. But they're like uh, it was mentioned that even the Vikings game, which is pretty true. Um, they're like the bend don't break defense. They give up a lot of yards, but they make they 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 also cause turnovers, which is was a you know that that's not the greatest thing, but it it has worked in years past. So, and if you have a, a, a high enough potent offense to you know balance that, I think you know it could work. It can work. Yeah, in this league for sure, it can work. You don't need a shutdown d like i don't know it's it's 50 50 the whole defense win champs wins championship things isn't true anymore it's not false i mean sometimes we've seen defensive championships the uh patriots won against the rams yep was a defensive championship like the giants well that was a while ago seahawks broncos like yeah there are a couple Uh, yeah all right, let's get to injuries because there's a bunch. Miles Sanders, Shane, he's going to be out for a few weeks after a real nice stretch of games for him. 
Uh, and then also on the Eagles, Zach Ertz has just been banged up all year. Classic Zach Ertz. Three, four, like three to four weeks, they said, is going to be his injury. At least. But yeah, I think Miles Sanders is going to be a week, two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Peterson says he's going to be running back by committee at this point. So don't, I don't, you know, you can't trust like Boston Scott or Clement. I don't think you can trust any of those guys. Um, yeah, yeah. maybe a spot start in a bye week. Real desperate, yeah. But I, I don't. Mean, it's desperate, especially because they play Thursday this week. So it's like you might not get news about some of your starting guys until after they played, anyways. And who they play in the, uh, the Giants? Well, the, the Giants, Giants. The Giants. I Giants mean, look, de- Giants defense is like top ten. It's it hasn't so, been terrible. I mean, they were they were three before the Cowboys game, which knocked them down a lot. But then they came back. I mean, their defense is looking really good. Their offense is pitiful. A, a twenty to twenty offense. Dan, <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird watch every single week. Daniel Jones moves the ball, moves the ball, moves the ball, gets in the red zone, and they cannot. They have no red zone offense. He either interception fumbles or they just don't have it i don't know if it's play calling on miles on on um on a jason garrett i mean it's very possible is that it's very possible i don't know i know jones obviously has terrible turnover problems uh, probably worse than the league uh from the quarterback position at turnovers he's Jameis 2.0 he is the leading rusher on the giants though so that is pretty nice he's very fast he's very (laughs) fast um but it's a, it's a, they're weird watches, man, because they move the ball no problem, and then can't score. They, they have no capability of getting touchdowns. It's, it's really, which weird. really sucked that they got two called back from the Cowboys, but that was two weeks ago. <laughs> and, and by the way, speaking of, uh, what was it, going for two? Um, that's what the, uh, the Redskins, oh, I keep calling that. Washington did at the end of the game versus the Giants, right? That yeah. was. One of the worst attempts at a two-point. I mean, Kyle Allen had an opportunity to run that ball in, and he just he he just and he just and he just literally just started backpedaling, and then pressure in his face threw it to nobody. Like I was like, but we're also talking about what Kyle Allen versus Deshaun Watson, right? So, like, it's a little different of a strategy when you have Watson and when you have Allen. Oh, of course. And then also when you're playing against Tennessee, very potent. Yeah. Or against Giants. Not potent. Oh, like, I, no, I absolutely get it. I just think like the the play call, the design, Kyle Allen not trusting himself to just go for that pylon. Like it was just, ugh. it was it was a tough watch. It was a tough watch. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, with an injury, Zach Ertz, do we is he droppable? Even if you have an IR position, do you waste it on Zach Ertz? It is. That's a good question. If you don't have but, anyone in there, then yeah, why not? At this point, yeah. I mean, if you have no one in your IR spot, yeah. I mean, you probably have somebody who's out. Yeah. At this point in the season. I mean, like, who else? Like, say you had Jared Rager on IR, and he's coming back in a week. Would you drop? Would you? Oh, I guess then you could. Pull well, no, then you pull him out. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, okay, so you don't have an IR spot. Is Earth droppable? <laughs> uh, in this change of scenario, um, if you really need, if you're really you know desperate for a player, then yeah, if, if that if you need that bench spot, yeah, I mean, it's at least three four weeks, maybe longer. Um, yeah. That I mean. 
it, you're, not, even, you're not getting him back until like the beginning of the playoffs almost. And if you and if you look at like the amount of targets to the amount of receptions that Zach Ertz has, I think it's like a thirty percent like catch rate to targets. Like it's some ridiculously low amount. So Wentz is not, not getting him good, the ball. He didn't have one good game this season. It's so bad. He so, didn't even have a mediocre game this season. Like, he hasn't even. He has been a wide res- uh, tight end, bottom tight end too, every single game this season. Yeah. So I would just definitely say droppable. Um, any, I mean, I've, I've tried. I've tried to find something on like Dallas. I, mean, I picked up like I picked up Jimmy Graham last week because I needed a, a bye week fill in for Hunter Henry. Yeah, it didn't work out. Me, he got me like eight or nine points. Uh, just hoping for the touchdown from Jimmy Graham. He was all right. Um, I mean, that's what you had to do. But like, uh, like you can still find guys like Jimmy Graham. You, you, you and, and the way Zach. I mean, do you want Irv Smith Jr. Maybe? Do you want uh, even Gronk over? <laughs> yeah. At this point, the way like Wentz just can't seem to get Ertz the ball, and he's trying. Okay. Obviously, like, he's trying. He just can't do it. So yeah, I would say droppable. I would definitely say droppable at this point. It sucks. Well, I mean, but look. you might even do like Ferkser on the uh, on the Titans. John Smith's still out. I mean, Trey Burton. Trey Burton, yeah, yeah. I think he has more points in this past game than Zach Ertz has all season. I mean, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> pretty close. That's true, Trey Burton. Uh, I mean, did you see that trick? You, the, I guess you want to see when Mo Ali Cox. I don't think back, so, but, though. I think because once Trey Burton came off injury and he started playing, the 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 target share went to him. Yeah, they like Burton. Too. So I they think seem to like run plays for him. Yeah, and I mean that that direct snap run, which you obviously not going to see a ton of those, but I mean just to see that they did that shows confidence in him. So if if there's going to be a if there's going to be a tight end in that team. Which, you know, of course, in the beginning of the year, I thought it was going to be Doyle. But apparently, it's Burton. I think uh, Philip Rivers may have found his tight end. I was like, Col- Colts just keep selecting through tight ends. They have, like, it seems like eight pretty solid tight ends. Yeah, I was going to say, like, but we do say this. Like, this is <laughs> something we say often with these guys. Yeah. But I think right. I think Burton will right. stick with, a, with a stick as the number one tight end in Indianapolis. That's, what, that's my call. Okay, uh, there's three more uh, running back injuries. Joe Mixon out for a little bit. Seems like he's okay, but we'll I mean, see how that goes. He came back, right? He was he came back, but I'm saying maybe it tightens up over the week. Maybe Jim maybe, maybe, gets, maybe gets a little bit more run. Uh, Mark Ingram. I mean, he, that's you, you, he's useless. he's probably out for a week. He's useless least. anyway, so it don't matter. Yeah. yeah I if mean, is Dobbins useful with him out? I mean, Gus Edwards Edwards is the one getting the touchdown, so who the hell knows? I laughed when he scored that touchdown. That that fucking helps no one. And you know there are people yelling at TVs why Gus Edwards, the Gus bus, is getting the touchdowns. All aboard, yeah. I mean... Classic Harbaugh. Classic. That's why, yeah, never trust a Harbaugh running back. Oh, that's amazing. That's one of our our oldest rules on this this podcast. (laughs) Um, all right, so yeah, Ingram, that we even worry about. Uh, I mean, look, and then, maybe Dobbins a little better now, but I would say Dobbins. I mean, yeah, you could probably drop Ingram. Some, it's like a 50 50 split now instead of a so bad 33 33 so 33. Uh, and then Mostert, high ankle sprain, so that's out for at least a few, at least four games. I mean, look, McKinnon looks good when Mostert's out. He's you know, he scored in every game up until what like a week ago, I'm pretty sure. So McKinnon's or two weeks ago, McKinnon's looked pretty good in the first four or five games. Um, 
Tevin Coleman might be back. I don't know if that will hurt McKinnon at all, but... I, I totally forgot about Tevin Coleman. I'm um, not going to lie. But, I mean, as of right now, yeah. I mean, look, you hold on to Mostert, obviously. Yeah, he, I forgot he, about Tevin Coleman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was your boy, too, a few years ago. Um, yeah, when he was on Atlanta, yeah. We um, uh, Mostert's too... too uh, I mean, look, he's really good. You hold on to him. He's definitely the most dynamic of all the runners on that team. But uh, McKinnon's not a bad play if you have him. So, I think... He's probably already snatched up in any league. But if he's not, you know, definitely worth the play. Um, I have one that's not an injury, but it's uh, development currently. Okay. So, I don't know. This is obviously not going to be a long-term thing, but the Cowboys bench have benched Elliott right now. Um, another couple fumbles. Uh Huge fumbling problem this season. It reminds me of the Tiki Barber season. Oh, no. Where he just yeah. couldn't hold on to the ball. And he's doing it. Like, every game, this guy's fumbling. Um, I, I think most people probably have dropped Pollard at this point. I don't think it's worth a pickup, but I think it's worth a, just uh, keep your eye out. I think another fumble or so by Elliot, and they start thinking, okay, we uh, got to give Pollard a little more run. Can they um, can they transfer contracts from Elliott to Dak Prescott by any chance? Is, there, is, that, is, that, like a, is, that, is that allowed? <laughs> Never pay your running backs. How many times are we going to say it? How many times? Um, yeah. But anyway, just just a development to watch. Um, they're going to bring Elliott back in now, uh, but he was out for a series as his punishment and. Uh, but, you know, short leash, probably. I mean, he's been fumbling every game. I think. I don't know. Maybe it's just the games I've watched. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he also just doesn't look... He doesn't look right. Yeah, something is something. He yeah. doesn't look the same. He doesn't look the same. I think it's ever since he got the Feed Me tattoo, things have gone downhill. Right. Yeah. So, anything else about Week 6 that you guys thought was interesting? Yeah, hold on. Uh, Falcons got their first win. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, Falcons and... Uh, Julio looked uh, good. Texans both looked like completely different teams ever since they fired their, their shitty head coaches. And there you go. I mean, What like, a concept. Uh, Falcons put up 40. Julio looked solid. Um, defense looked a little better, even though they still gave up 23 points. Um, Steelers just smothered Baker Mayfield and that Browns. Uh, Bears 5-1. and one. Taking it to the Panthers. Um, is that the most fraudulent five and one you've ever seen in your I life? I mean, you said that at four and one. I think I, I look at they're they're they're. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, is is the defense just good enough to keep Nick Foles afloat? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Because the NFC sucks. So yeah, this it, is what we were saying, right? You could have one good side. Good side of the ball and stay afloat. Although I am just like Seattle, but opposite. I am calling out. Um, we have been saying it every week. Do not play what? David Montgomery. Do not play David Montgomery. He is terrible. He sucks. And of course, watching. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. You guys watch like NFL Network or whatever when you're bored because we want to do football content. We need it. And one of the analysts, not going to name names. Just was all in on David Montgomery and saying how he's going to be amazing. And it's like, haven't you watched tape on this guy? Don't you see he's an awful running back? And what does he do? Yeah. Garbage. 3.1 yards per carry. 
can't find the end zone. 58 total yards on 19 carries. I mean, come on, man. Like, just stop with David Montgomery. It's that's just, that's like way below the uh, the Melvin Gordon line. It's, it, it, oh, speaking of Melvin Mel- Gordon, the Melvin look at, Dixon line. Look at, I was going to bring that up. Look at Philip Lindsay. Over a hundred yards, over four yards a carry. I mean, that's look, true. come almost on, versus five. the Patriots too. Not yeah, not not an five yards a carry. Not in not an easy defense to run against, and he, you know, like it. <sighs> he was gashing them seven yards, nine yards, six yards, eight like. And none, and none of the this wasn't uh, Melvin Gordon runs for two yards every carry and then gets a seventy yarder like he always does. This was get the constantly leading your team to first downs. Yeah, and which is what which you is need. what you want. I'm sorry, I don't like the home run running backs. That's been my problem with Saquon. I like the running backs that constantly keep possessions going. Yeah, and Philip Lindsay is that guy. Like, why they paid Melvin Gordon when they had Philip Lindsay and the nice compliment with Royce Freeman makes no sense to me. Made no sense. So, I mean, look, who knows? Maybe this DUI is going to change something. I, I don't know with uh, Melvin I, Gordon. I, I don't think they could go and just put Melvin Gordon in as the lead rusher. I think he'll be the lead rushing, uh, pass catching back. But they can't just be like, oh, Lindsay has looked good his entire career. We're gonna like, cause then what's the point? What's the point of hurting your team? I don't know. I don't get it. I, I honestly, no. I honestly don't get it. But uh, been a Lindsay you know, supporter ever since I snagged him on waiver wire so, week one last year. So Gordon, Gordon was out due to a sickness. He's gonna probably get suspended. What two, maybe three games because of this? Um, at some point, maybe not this so, week. Yeah. Um, I mean that gives Lindsay value a lot, a lot I don't of value. Know. Do you think he gets suspended? Because they weren't looking, they weren't susp- like there was nothing announced of a suspension. I mean, he has a I don't know what not a court appearance Indeed. in November, so I don't know. I, I mean, look, it, if anything happens though to Melvin Gordon where he misses games, Lindsay is an extremely valuable running back. That's all I'm saying. He just needs to be a more of a red zone threat. Is his problem? Is he's he's like uh super singletary. Like yeah. he he's the twenty to twenty guy and he gashes yards and they just don't like throwing it to them to him and they don't like giving it to him <laughs> in the, within the five, which sucks because like I just don't understand. Really that. really frustrating. But um yeah, much more pleasing running back to watch than Gordon or David Montgomery who oh, you know, start like we said, start the year against Detroit, Giants, Atlanta. Came out with 4.92 yards a carry, 5.13 yards a carry. Then Atlanta, 3.21. And ever since that, Indy, he was 2.7. Tampa Bay, he was 2.9. And Carolina, he was 3.05. So he's played maybe one really good defense in Tampa and one above average in Indy, and he's still at the 3.7 mark. Terrible. He's like, ugh, God. Step away from Montgomery, people. Just stop playing him. You're wasting your time. <laughs> wasting your also, time. Also, uh, might be uh, have to rejigger the uh, the boys of the week standings because Christian Kirk's having a game right now. Oh, he is yeah, having sure. himself a game, bro. And you know what sucks is I was such I was really high on Christian Kirk this season, really high, and. He got hurt early on in the season, and I had to drop him in a couple leagues due to like lack of spots on the roster. And yeah. what what disappointment? Because 
I really like him. I think he's a solid wide receiver. So, um, but good for him. I'm excited for I'm him. I'm just glad the Giants are about to be only one game out of first place. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's so clear. That's unreal. Oh, man. And they, honestly, they should be in first place right now if they didn't get fucking shit canned by the refs. Uh, Which would be uh, weird. It would be hilarious if they were in first place right now. But they should be. They honestly should be in first place. So are we still over under seven wins? Um, as that uh, that division I, winner, I might, I might be going six and a half. Now. You might go in six. Yeah, I'm going six and a half. <laughs> oh man, that would that I, that has to be the first ever six win division, oh, it right? Be. That'd yeah. be nuts. That'd be absolutely yeah. nuts. It wouldn't. Yeah, I um, think it's even close. Um, all right, so let's go into some a short stint of week seven games. Um, first game I have is the Panthers at the Saints. Uh, we have Christian McCaffrey maybe coming back in a couple weeks, which who knows what that will do to uh, that offense because Mike Davis still finds the end zone. doesn't have a huge game, only like 50 yards. But Tough tough defense, though. Tough defense, like for the Bears. Defense. That's true. And the Saints without Michael Thomas. What are, are they – have you heard anything about – are they like going to suspend him for punching a coach or whatever he did? He he punched a uh, a defensive back. That's why he wasn't. That's why he didn't play Monday night. Apparently, um, so I don't know what's going on right now. Um, if Michael Thomas is back, though, it's gonna be uh, it should be really nice for for Breeze. He'll have his nice slant guy going. Also, on. Emmanuel Sanders has stepped up huge in that spot. It's, is that look, spot gonna go away? Is that all gonna go to Thomas? I don't think so. I think it's gonna if anything, I think I think it will continue to help because it'll open up the field. It's you know, you have at this point who who are they who are they guarding? They're guarding Kamara and they're guarding Emmanuel Sanders. Like that's who they know who to guard. Now you you add Thomas yeah. in the mix. Now you have Thomas, Kamara, Sanders, Cook. Like it's gonna be uh it's definitely gonna I mean, make the char- Chargers definitely forgot to cover Cook a couple of times last yeah. week. Well, just let him run wide open. And what did I tell you when we, when we were talking last week? The Saints were just luring him to a full sense of security, let him go up to 13 nothing, and bam, win in overtime because of a missed field goal at the end of regulation by uh, by Badgley. It was great. Also, that's how you that's how you write it up. He trademarked the nickname the Money Badger. He's got he's got to give that up after doinking a game winning kick in indoors. No wind mm-hmm. indoors. No give, wind. He's, he's got to give it up right away. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um... But no, I uh, I I think Michael Thomas hopefully Knockwood will be back this week, um, but it'll be a good game. Uh, if anything, you know the Saints are good versus the run, so you know Mike Davis is probably not going to have the yards, but he you know he always f- could find the end zone due to Saints having a terrible red zone off uh, red zone defense. I think they allow teams to score touchdowns on every time they get into the red zone. It's like ridiculous. It's so bad. Um, I like uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore in this game. It's uh, it should be interesting with uh, Bridgewater going against the Saints. I'm uh, I'm intrigued by this matchup. No, no one else. Everyone's just gonna. Oh, I was, I was <laughs> gonna, <laughs> gonna say something. Yeah, no, it's just. I mean, yeah, the Panthers with uh, like that were everyone thought they were tanking before the season, being 500 with Matt Rule. Is also, and and uh, what's the name? Joe Brady, pretty pretty impressive. Teddy Bridgewater is just like a consummate average, like above average, consistent quarterback that you would love to have. 
I love, I love Matt Rule. I wanted him to be our the Giants coach, but that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I really like Matt Rule. That's a fun game. Um, uh, why are people counting the Saints out? Because they're not like it always happens every year. They're not, they're not like they're crazy not explosive. Anybody. They're you know they're not winning the way you I guess people expected them to win. Like the defense maybe isn't as dominant or as strong as they they were supposed to be. Um, but again, Michael Thomas has been out. Kamara looks really healthy. So when Thomas comes back again, more dynamic of an offense. I don't know. You know, people people love to make uh, quick decisions after like four or five weeks, even though they're three and two. Yeah, I, and every ranking I've seen, it's like um, they're not even close to the top ten. They're not like play. They're not contenders. They're not anything like. I, I don't know why we're dropping the Saints out of contender status. It's five games into the season for them without one of their best players. I don't know. Seems seems a little early to be dropping them out. I'm with you. No, I'm with you. So, also, people love Taysom Hill for some reason. And they're like, oh, it'd be a lot better with, with Taysom Hill, not Drew Brees. I, I will say I'm not a fan of, even though they scored a touchdown on that play in the fourth quarter, I just I always disagree with taking out Drew Brees. In a, in, time, in, a time yeah. like, in a time like that, like in a situation like that, like franchise quarterback, you, just, you put, you take out, I, I don't know. It worked, but again, I just, I still don't like the call. Don't like the, don't like the process, but the results are okay. Yeah. Um, all right, next game, the 49ers at Patriots. 49ers, one week after looking like dog shit against the, against the <laughs> Dolphins. Complete dog shit. I mean, Jimmy G, he, he's either looks like a great quarterback or the worst quarterback in the league. He has, like, one game in between, I think it was, like, a QB rating of, like, 30 and, like, 120. All the other games are on the other side, are either above it or below it. And without the uh, without the full rushing attack against the Patriots, is this bad Jimmy G game, do you think? I mean, I, I have to hand it to them, the 49ers last week, uh, or last week, yesterday, whatever. Um, they didn't allow a sack. Like that's pretty good considering how good the Rams have been against you know getting to the quarterback this season. Um, so if that offense, if the offensive line can hold up, and if Jimmy G is healthy, which maybe that's what that, that's the reason why he played like shit. He said his ankle was an issue. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly think the 49ers can win this game. The Patriots didn't look that good. Uh, that offense looked ugh at best versus the Broncos. So, although the defense was okay, I think that was a San Francisco great coaching game where they threw everything they could at the Rams, knowing they really had to win this game to keep their contention alive. And um, now I think they're going to face a team who's going to do the same exact thing to them in New England <laughs> that knows they really have to win this game to give, keep their contention alive. So I think New England's really going to throw a lot at them. Uh, but both of these rosters are just completely depleted. You know, if it wasn't for COVID, you come into the season, um, and this looks like a mouth-watering matchup. And all the players, New England lost. They don't. I mean, they don't have one playmaker besides Cam on offense. San Francisco's lost a bunch of players, and these two teams are just, I think, held together by good coaching right now. Well, I mean, the the Patriots uh, did did try to do that, sir. Yeah. Did try to start throwing the kitchen sink on offense because they 
had I only throw it a couple times. They did a mm. bunch of trick plays, and uh, yeah, their offense looks pretty pretty weak right now. But Brian's definitely right, though. If there is a team that needs to make a move now, it's the Patriots more than the 49ers because of how good the AFC is. So, like, yeah, AFC East is real good. Not just the AFC in general. Like, if you want to make a playoff spot in the AFC East, they're not winning that division. I don't think they're winning that division. So, if they're not winning that division, they got they got to find a way into the wild card. Um, and the 49ers have a better shot based on how bad the NFC is. So, yeah, maybe the, maybe the Patriots do throw everything at them, and uh, you know, hands back a week after having that whole COVID bullshit. So maybe he's a little better. Maybe you know. Again, the offense isn't great. They don't have a lot of playmakers, like you said. But uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, is it just uh, not a lot of playmakers? They have they don't none. Have a they have any? They have any playmaker? That's Edelman's true. not a playmaker anymore. He's, <laughs> he's look. He's one of those players who's looking at the wrong side of his. I know he had that one really big game, but uh, I don't know. Edelman is just using his. He's old. Wily, yeah, veteran. <laughs> he's old. Um, new, to keep it going now. Yeah, he's getting older. I don't know. I'm not going to... I can't call Edelman a playmaker right now. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it's definitely an interesting game, um, for sure. Um, would you play Jimmy Garoppolo this week? Oh. Uh, no. 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 Not against the Patriots. Who? What's the justification? Who are you? Well, I was just saying, uh, what, who the bye weeks this week? Got a few bye weeks coming up this week, right? Uh, you really only have Lamar as a starting quarterback in the byes, unless you've been starting Fitzpatrick. Which some the people other two are cousins and and Rivers, and no one's no one's on Rivers. Rivers. Okay, yeah, so uh, and you're yeah. probably Fitzpatrick's probably not your starting quarterback. He might be one of your bye week replacements. So there's there's no. Yeah, there's not enough quarterbacks to go through before you get to Jimmy J. All right, so what if just you or me for this week? Um, I guess he's out. So what if you had Dak and then you had Fitzpatrick filling in for him because you lost Dak? Oh, my God, okay. <laughs> uh, then are you starting? Who would you rather start, Cam Newton or Garoppolo? Newton, for oh. sure. Right. His yeah, legs. Newton had a really bad game and got 18 points. Yeah, I know. That is pretty good. That is pretty good. Like that, So that's kind of his like floor-ish. Um, so, yeah, definitely Newton. Um, it's not like San Francisco's defense is unbeatable right now. I'm going to have a hard time deciding between Newton and Big Ben this week. I think maybe Big Ben because I think that they're going to have to be – they're going to be trading blows a little bit there. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah Titans offense is – I mean, defense is definitely – Beatable. It's good, but it's beatable. It's beatable yeah. though. Beatable. Um, but yeah, I I mean, no. Well, let's go through it. Tampa versus Las Vegas. I'd rather Tom there. Um, maybe not Carr. Herbert against Jacksonville for sure. Oh yeah, Herbert's gonna have a nice game. Maybe not Min. Maybe Minshew. I might. I think I. Ra- I think I roll Minshew over Jimmy G. Yeah, um, yeah. Not Drew Locke. No. Obviously, Seattle, Arizona, you already have those two as starters. Green Bay, Houston, you have them as starters. Although, yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers didn't even get you five points this week. He did not. Yeah, man. That, I rode that in one league. <laughs> uh, 
what about okay? So Andy Dalton against Washington. Would you rather? There's a line. I think I I'd mean, play right I, now. He's got like twelve yards against the Cardinals. It seems <laughs> like so. I guess Jimmy G. What about Baker against Cincy? Baker. He. Yeah, I'm going Baker. All right. So yeah. Your thing isn't as ridiculous as it. As I thought, because there, are, <laughs> there are a lot of um, quarterbacks that were looking good and are underperforming or there's injuries or like it's not as deep as it was. I once thought it was See, maybe because I say something that sounds ridiculous doesn't necessarily mean it is ridiculous. Well, a, lot, a lot of it's ridiculous. So this time I, it was not. You just got to keep throwing it out there until you get one good one. Yeah, just throw something against the wall. It'll stick at some point. Um but yeah, what uh, what's our third game this uh, this week there, Johnny boy? Oh, uh, Buccaneers at Raiders. I was just, I was just gonna think is the Tom Brady uh, just like renaissance that's uh, happening the past couple weeks. Is that uh, is that doable for one more week against a, a pretty good Raiders defense? Tom. Mm, um... Yeah, I mean, what are you hoping that they're that he's like just kind of uh, finding some middle ground with Arians and uh, adjusting a little and learning how to play under him and that, or do you think that that you think we're heading in the right direction, or do you think it's he's just going to be up and down the whole, entire season, depending on how good the pass rush is against him? I think it's definitely has to do with the pass rush, and Raiders definitely have that. Like they're like he was used to the best O line, best coach O line, never have any penalties, and that's just the exact opposite right now in Tampa Bay, basically. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's he look, he's old, so old people can't move <laughs> the pocket. As well. like, I don't know what to say. He's 40 fucking three years old. Uh, he doesn't want to be getting sacked. Uh, so he's not going to be avoiding much pressure. So I, I think, yeah, John. He's, I think, he's pulling a lot of Eli's just dropping to the ground. <laughs> I just think we have we have the, you know, the answer here, right? Is that it's if they can protect him, he'll be good because he's, you know, still a good quarterback. But if they can't, he won't be good. I don't know how good of a game he's going to have, but... I think the Buccaneers defense will be able to get to Carr and like frazzle him. Like I don't. Oh, think... I mean, freaking Todd Bowles is getting so much praise from just everyone in like the national football media. Like, oh, he's had he has this uh, defense playing crazy. You know, he should be in line for football uh, for head coaching jobs again this year. Yeah, everybody's saying things like Todd Bowles needs to be a head coach in this league. I'm like, did we not just see him like three years ago as a Jets head coach? I was and gonna like, say he, couldn't, there, he there, couldn't manage the clock. There might also, be a vacancy, yeah. uh, you know, it in, was also in, New, the Jets. in New York. So you know, maybe uh, you know, bring him back for another shot. Bulls 2.0. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it was the Jets, and look, look, look what the Jets are now. The Jets can't even hit a spread. At least, at least, uh, Bulls was um, had him had him play hard. I mean, had him hitting spreads. Worst case scenario, you go after Jeff Fisher and you go seven and nine. I mean, you, that, that's a that's <laughs> that a real a, improvement for the Jets. That's a real. Honestly, isn't that like isn't that a funny cheat code? If like you were so bad, so bad, so bad, and you're like, okay, fine, fuck it, let's just go seven and nine or eight and eight. 
Jeff Fisher, come on. Give our give give our fan base something. Like honestly, boom. that's like all Jets ownership would want. It's like, all right, we don't want to win a Super Bowl. We don't want to put in that much effort. We just want to keep them coming back year after year. That's it. Yeah, seven because and nine. Jets fans are so unrealistic at the beginning of the year that if they end a year seven and nine, they're going to think the next year is their year. Ten and six, so, easy. So, and five. So, no, so no matter how many times they end their year seven and nine, they think the next year is the year because seven and nine is one way, one game against, away from five hundred. <laughs> and one game away from five hundred is just two games away from being over five hundred. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. It's great. It's a year it's, away from being a year. Cool. We're a year away from being a year away. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, it. Jeff Fisher, you're always a year away. Um, from being a year away. <laughs> oh, so this game. Um, so so, then, so I have game. Mark Andrews who either scores uh, 25 points or two. Uh, it's maddening, but whatever. He still gets his 25 point games. Um, I needed a backup tight end this week, and I'm just gonna. I'm going to put Gronk in there because he was available and it's fun to root for him. I would say that this would be like more of like the Tom Brady being able to uh, like kind of put his mark on the offense a little bit and getting a little more comfortable in the system. And also Gronk just getting into game shape because like he hasn't played in two years. You can see his, his spikes were rusty. <laughs> well, he hasn't spiked it yet. Exactly. I mean... He was, touchdown, yeah. he was he was in pretty good shape for the mass singer um last season so i mean he was, he was staying in game shape while he was uh yeah while he was out there moving a grueling, <laughs> thing. it's very it's very hot in those those things so he's probably sweating a lot you know working mm-hmm. off some of the weight uh, i mean he did a couple of his own party cruises uh, so that <laughs> i mean i'm sure you want to look good for those you gotta stay in shape yeah you gotta have no shirt on you obviously gotta look good for those um that makes but, uh, sense. Some WWE work. <laughs> he had a good off year. He did. He was living the dream. Mass Singer, WWE, Nobody Cruise Line. Done. Why not? Son of a bitch. The, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Gronk definitely... He picked the per- sorry, he picked the perfect year as his party year, too. 2019, before oh. it all the shit. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He picked the perfect year to retire and have fun. Really did. And then he'll have one more year, and then... Uh... The, you know, COVID will be sort of gone and he's back to retirement having fun again. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he picked coming back? Because he was like, well, I can't even have the same fun, so I might as well just play football like, for now. Play football. Like, hey, bro, I can't even go on cruise ships this year. <laughs> that was awful ground, but whatever. <laughs> I can't do a ground. I can't do any impressions. Fun. You tried. That's nice that you tried. G for effort. Thank you. Um, but yeah, definitely like Gronk as a tight end replacement for Ertz. I definitely agree with that. Um, the Raiders, uh, Henry Ruggs finally made a made a big splash in the game. I mean, he was hurt early on, so maybe this is it. Maybe this is the Ruggs coming out party. You know, two catches you for a hundred and something yards. So you gonna, are you going to rug one it? out in this game? Uh-huh. Oh, you said rug one <laughs> I said rugs one out. Uh, rug one. I mean, look. If he goes, if 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 he can if he can go deep again, you might have to rug one out. You know, I mean, I think rug one out is a really good fantasy man. <laughs> that's actually really good. Not gonna lie. Uh, for as much as I don't like, like I'm not a huge fan of the puns of people's uh, names. I really like rug one out. It's a good one. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you just go to old TV show references. Yes, that is classic. Or old or old wrestlers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that's what I enjoy. Um, I like Ruggs, though. I think he's a he's a solid deep threat. He's not going to be like a seven-catch guy. He's going to be like a 
like an he's early gonna be a Raiders receiver. He's gonna be <laughs> uh, Hollywood Browns rookie year or sophomore year. Uh, I was thinking like early lock, like early locket. You know, like catch a lot of like deep passes, right? Like that's what he did early on. Catch it in your locket. (laughs) There it is. Um, Catch a falling star and put it in your locket. Oh. (laughs) Anyway. All right. I don't know what that was from. Uh, I'm surprised. And also falling star and put it in your pocket. Never let it fade away. No, you don't. You never sang that song. I heard "Save It for a Rainy Day." That's what I heard. Oh yeah, save it for a rainy day. Yeah, that makes sense too. That's what I learned in oh, elementary school. It's I one don't of know. those two. <laughs> or it's both of them. Maybe I'm second. Break. I'm surprised those are the three games you picked. I, I'm, surprised I, you, I'm surprised you didn't what? pick the, the Seahawks and Cardinals or the Steelers and Titans. Ah, well, I mean, you're just your boys in that game. You're just playing. I your mean, boys. definitely Steelers and Titans is the coolest game, but we kind of talked about it already. I guess that's true. Although the Seahawks and the Cardinals is a fun game. That's a fun, fun NFC West game. Like a lot yeah, of offense. Probably a lot of offense. You're just going to not play the defenses, play all the offense, I guess. Is Christian Kirk now an every week starter? No. Uh, not yet. I don't know about every week, but. This game, though, probably. Yes. But I mean, he's since he's come back, he's been, you know, he's been lighting it up and scoring touchdowns. He's been. He's been lighting one up. So, I mean. Obviously, this week, and obviously versus the, the, the Seahawks, but I think if he could continue to see looks from. Murray, while Hopkins is getting the majority of coverage, I, I really like Kirk this this, this year. Um, I said it early on. I gave up on him because he got hurt. I'm an idiot. And now people are reaping the benefits of Kirk. So <sighs> Very upsetting. He was an early season boy. Um, anyway. All right. Yeah. And that's fine right. then. Then we're good. All right. Yeah. Let's go to buy, buy or sell. Some buy, sell guys because trade deadline is probably... Right around the corner, I'm guessing. You know, uh, I should I should I should have used the uh, the Jim Cramer the yeah, yeah. thing. You really uh, I really did. dropped the the ball on that one. Yeah, I did. Uh, all right, let's go. I have a, like five of them. Let's. Uh, my first two are a pair of wide receivers that have just uh, come out of their shell the past couple weeks and really <laughs> made a uh, made a huge impact. And that's Travis Fulgham and Chase Claypool. Uh, you and the rest of the world, right? Well, love, yeah. Love, love these yeah, two. I think we could buy those two pretty easily. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, like, do you think is this where you sell high on them, where you don't think is they're going to continue for the rest of the year? Like Travis Fulgham, is it just because the Philadelphia Eagles are just all injured and he's just getting a bunch of the targets? And, like, once they the other guys come back, like Rhaegar and uh, – and Deshaun Jackson come back? Is that going to stop? <laughs> Deshaun Jackson. It's funny. Well, hey, he'll be back Thursday, hopefully, maybe. He'll be back, he'll be back for a couple games. He'll, he'll be back for a couple plays. No, I buy him. I think um, if you like watch those games, he's been a really uh, good big body um, receiver for that offense that doesn't have another one like that, uh, unless you count Alshon Jeffrey, who I'm not counting. Because uh, he's always hurt. Yeah, so I buy him. No, I, I like I actually like him more than Claypool. Not um, more situational wise. Not because I don't like Claypool. I like them both though. Uh, but Claypool actually has good receivers to contend with, and Schuster and Johnson when Johnson gets back. Um, although he's looked much better than Schuster, so I, I like them both a lot. But I think Fulgham 
has a chance to be a, a real high end wide receiver three, low end two, um, for the rest of the season, and then Claypool like a wide receiver three. I mean, look, yeah, I I I was definitely wrong on Fulgham, obviously, um, but depending on if you were able to get him, and you have a good batch of wide receivers ahead of him, because you know that that obviously could be the case. Could have just had a high waiver pick. Um, if you're desperate for a running back, I mean, that might be a good trade target. I mean, to get to to load, you know, to sort of fill a position that you're weak at if you're strong at wide receiver, you know. Um, and I think two weeks in a row, you know, he scored the game-winning touchdown last two weeks ago. You see the 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 target share increase this week. Now Ertz is out. Um, Goddard's still out. Jackson maybe be, be, might be back. You know, who no hell knows who they're going to pick off the, you know, the streets of Philadelphia to be a wide receiver at some point. But, like, I think maybe this might be a week to try and grab a running back if you're, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, he, if you have the wide receivers, maybe try and move him now to fill a position that you're weak at. I think this would be a good week. I think people will be buying Fulgham. And I think that might be a good reason to sell. Yeah, I mean, he also had like 14 points against the Ravens defense, which is which is good. That's very really impressive. good, really impressive. All right, uh, next buy sell is a bit more of a uh, not as unanimous, I guess. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Do you think this one game was just a uh, like an aberration versus shitty defense, and he took advantage of it, or are they going to switch away from Adrian Peterson? and start giving, like, their rookie with a lot of potential and see if they have something in them. What's going on with Carrion Johnson? What's his timetable like? I think he's just, like, off in, like, the dream world. This was, like... I'm not saying the same thing, because I think Carrion Johnson is better than the, than the guy I'm going to name next. But this is, like, the same thing that Lions did with Amir Abdullah. Remember Amir Abdullah came in to Detroit with so much fanfare... And just like immediately faded away, and then Carryon Johnson, I'm pretty sure, just was the one who came in and took his spot. And then Carryon Johnson couldn't stay healthy. He had a really good season, though. Um, DeAndre Swift had this almost the same amount of carries as Adrian Peterson this past week, and absolutely obliterated him in yards. And of course, had two touchdowns. Um, yeah, I I think this is. Sort of the the changing of like you know I don't want to say changing of the guard but like this is it this is where the the more carries are going to go to DeAndre Swift and they are going to go to old man Adrian Peterson so I think it's an upswing for DeAndre Swift that if you have Adrian Peterson I'd be very very worried as a as a as a fantasy owner so this is, this is good I mean if you held on to Swift I think you'll reap some benefits I mean yes the Jaguars terrible but. I think Swift's, uh, Swift's going to have the majority of carries, I think, going forward. I also wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't discount Matt Patricia being a terrible coach. And oh, trying to be well, cute. we all know that. No, no, but I, I just wouldn't discount him trying to be too cute and, like, trying to be Belichick and saying, like, I don't have a starting running back. Like, I could do it with everybody and... Um, I, I think he's going to still give carries to Adrian Peterson. And, um, yeah, Carrion Johnson's kind of lost here, but 
obviously never going to start, but there's going to be some games where Carryon Johnson gets 10 carries for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to happen. It's uh, This is just a classic trap to me. Not that Swift didn't <laughs> look great, but uh, weren't there a couple games in a row that Carryon had over 100 yards rushing, and they were like, oh, the first Lions running back have 200-yard <laughs> rushing games in a row, and then you just never heard from it. Like, it just... Yep. I just feel like Patricia's going to fuck you on this one. Um, and I would love, I want to believe in Swift as a player because I do. And, you know, maybe it turns out well and Peterson doesn't keep getting 15 carries a game uh, and being completely mediocre to blow average with him. But I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this one. And I'd, I'd sell high after a punchy game because I think there's a, a lot of managers out there who think like, Oh, I could be sneaky and get, and this guy's going to be my wide receiver, my running back too, high end too for the rest of the year. I think there's a lot of people that are jumping on the Swift bandwagon, and if I could um, take them for a ride real quick and get a more sturdy player, I will. I would. Well, I agree with you on that end because, but the only thing is, I'm, I don't know who you'd have to really find someone who really believes in it after this one game and. I don't I, think, I think it's, there's desperate people. There are desperate people. Um, I out there. I think you need a running back. You could get somebody to, you know, give up uh, fucking Mike Evans for him. Uh, someone who's like just hasn't been getting targets. And like maybe that would even be a bad trade for you because Mike Evans hasn't been getting targets. But uh, to put, I don't know. You could get a. You could probably get a name who hasn't been performing. For somebody in need of a uh, running back, yeah. So that that's your hope is your hope that someone who's really needy at RB and you're like, hey, look at this, the changing of the guard. Like I said, like DeAndre Swift's gonna you, be the guy the, going forward. Use that exact phrase. That I, would that will sell some people. There you go, changing of the yeah, guard. Yeah. What, what if you? What if somebody's needed RB? What if you're getting like, or just like a surefire QB one? Or uh, like why uh, a tight end one because there's a, a decent amount of tight end. Like, would you trade him for Goddard who's coming back? Uh, I don't even know when Goddard's coming think, back. There's like no news I'd on him coming back. Yeah, I think I'd rather take a shot with possibly having a solid RB for the rest of the season. Yeah, because yeah. you're so much more valuable. About, like Janu or what if? So, uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. If Janu was healthy, if Janu was, was healthy. Then yeah, probably that. That would be like the type of level tight end, like top yeah, five. If you get a top five tight end or a top eight quarterback or something, I don't know. I th- I would see what the market is for him. That's all I'm saying. That's my. So there you go. So that that's your move. If you have DeAndre Swift and you're not, if you if you if you're not desperate at running back at this point, like if you if you are okay and you feel like you can move him, just throw some feelers out there see what you can get see what people are thinking about DeAndre Swift that's 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 your goal at this point get uh, some feelers uh, oh what are you going to I was just saying get, uh-huh. some, get some feelers okay uh, going on to a, another running back that we might have thrown off our ship a couple weeks ago I forget uh, <laughs> Kenyon Drake is it too late to get any I mean he has a short touchdown tonight but sell him nothing... still sell him Sell him if you, oh, if you can. Oh, sell him, yeah. Get, use this touchdown again. His uh, his yards per carries are not great. This is against a bad yeah, defense. Yeah, his value is getting lower and lower. I almost traded um, 
backed out at the last second, but I almost, I almost, well, I didn't back out. The other person just wanted to think on it a little more. I almost traded Big Ben for him because uh, it was a very QB and needy team. And, uh, yeah, I was even questioning it. Because so. I was like, wait, where am I going to start Kenyon Drake? And, like, I'm probably going to start Big Ben half the season. At least, yeah. That you're giving it. So, like, when you start thinking about it like that, like I'm, I'm gonna be playing one player, but am I gonna be playing the other? Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I wouldn't have liked that trade at all. Um, I mean, I would have liked it for the team who's getting Big Ben, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Kenyon Drake, he's just not. The offensive line is not great. He's not doing the yard. He's not getting the yards per game that he should be getting. Again, as we discussed many times before, he's not catching any balls. It's all going to Chase Edmonds when there's going to be passing downs. He's not a three-down back, really. So I just don't see the value. So if you could find someone again where, what, now Drake has scored in two straight games with low yardage, absolutely try and sell. 100% try and get something for Drake. I think you might be able to. Isn't this so weird that I know two different head coaches – um, but that there was a running back, and Drake only did it for four games. But there's yeah. a running back in Arizona that catches the ball like crazy, and then the next year, I know David Johnson was injured, then came back. But next time he came back, they just don't pass it to him ever. And the same thing happened with Drake. Plays a third of the season there last year. He comes back. I think it was five games, right? Not four. Somewhere, um, yeah this year and they just don't pass it to him like it's i don't know i don't know why they don't pass it to him i'm not saying chase edmonds is bad i like chase edmonds but uh i just it's just weird that they don't put him in any passing down situations well it's not even like chase edmonds like they're not throwing the running backs as much as they did last year at all it's not even like chase edmonds is getting a shit ton of targets no that is true but, I mean, Drake was brought in because David Johnson was hurt and Chase Edmonds also did get hurt. So, like, they brought him in there when no one was. Now you have Chase Edmonds healthy in the lineup. So, I guess that really, I guess we didn't think of that as a factor last year because Drake was so dominant in those four or five games. Um, but, you know, he's come back down to earth and, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Sell whatever you can get, can get for him because I don't I don't think it's going to continue. And again, they're not throwing the ball to running backs like they do. Chase Edmonds is getting his. He looks like I like Chase Edmonds a lot. I do, um, but not for fantasy. Fair, Fair enough. Do uh, you guys have any guys that you thought of? Um, I guess not a buy or sell. More of a buy a buy or sell your bench position on this guy, who just came back after um, three weeks out. Well, I guess not technically three because Tennessee missed a couple COVID weeks. Uh, but uh, do you do you sell a bench spot to Adam Humphreys, who came back six for sixty four? I know, and a touchdown. I know Corey Davis has been it, it was out this game, but uh, before going down in the first three games. And I think one game he didn't play the entire game. He had seven targets, six targets, seven targets, six targets this game. So he's getting six and a half targets a game. Um, do you put him in the Cole Beasley territory, Anthony? In a full PPR league, yeah. I think uh, he's, he's. I mean, he's 
pretty damn consistent. If he can catch a couple damn touchdowns, I mean, just think of where it would put him. I mean, it would it would put him past a bunch of receivers that you know do a little research that like the names look better. But he just getting he's getting the he's getting consistent targets, which is what you want from a quarterback who we just talked about, who looks damn good throwing for three hundred plus yards. Looks like with no effort. Um, they're going to be throwing the ball. I mean, I know that they, they were a running team and Derrick Henry does run the ball, but they seem like the defense is not good en- like good enough to keep them uh, like ahead the entire time. So they do throw the ball a decent amount. Uh, I like Humphreys, and I, li- I like Beasley. I-, I think those are two guys that are should be owned in any PPR league at this point. They're going to get you a consistent 10 to 12 points a game. I, that's that, that. That's my take. All right, and in a COVID world, it's uh, um, things change rapidly. It's just these just are people you need. I think like you need uh, ten to twelve point a game guys to just have on your bench. All right, so this is a different. This is a, uh, this is a high. Like a high value guy, and we we all love this guy. What would you try and buy Tyler Lockett from someone who? Oh, hundred percent. After two really bad games, like almost non-existent games, like what do you what do you think? I mean, look, I love Lockett. I I I would buy, but it, do you? Would you buy, or if you had him, would you try and sell? Because I mean, well, uh, at this point, selling is maybe not the best. But would you buy? Let's just say, would you buy? Yeah, if there's if there's any anyone out there that has Lockett and is like freaking out about it, you definitely have to try and wiggle wiggle him away from him or from that team. Because... Also, sorry. No, you got it. What? I was saying Kenyon Drake's ears are burning because he just popped off two giant runs. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> but go on, John. Sorry. No, but yeah, I mean, I think Brian, Brian, you said it in your in your weekly predictions of of the league that Kenyon, uh, Tyler Lockett always has a couple a couple weeks where he just kind of disappears, takes a little mini mini vacation in the middle of the season, and then he comes back and goes to fuck off. So <laughs> yeah, and they go and look, they never. It never is like, I'll do one in week four, I'll do one in week nine, I'll do one in week 12. It's like, I'll do one in week seven, eight, nine. Like, it's always like three in a row where it's like zero points, four points, three points. And you're like, ugh, can I even play Tyler Lockett anymore? And then he's back. Last year he did it, unfortunately, like the last week of the season, the first game of the playoffs the second and then if you were lucky enough to make it past there he went off for like 30 something points but the entire season he was amazing and three weeks in a row he was like just not even a football player and then he came back to rattle off big games at the end of the season uh the very end so yeah i don't know it's always scary to think that you could get one of those locket goose eggs but um I guess I rather have a guy that will do a goose egg a couple times a year and give me 20 points the rest than a guy who's like um I guess then like Beckham unfortunately to say who uh seems to be doing 
nine points a game and then have a big yeah. game every now and then. Like a really Very. big game every now and then. All right. Um, so if you could trade him for somebody like Beckham. All right, what would you trade him? Uh, here's my boy, and I know my answer on this. Uh, would you trade Will Fuller for him? I'd rather have Lockett. I'd rather have Fuller. Ooh. This is the thing where me and Will Fuller have had a... Yeah, this is tough, John. You and Will Fuller have a pick. You're, you're right of it, John? But no, no, my rabbit's chewing on something. But it, <laughs> it, was, it was something that he's allowed to chew on. Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, I say, yeah, me and Will Fuller, we've had a history. This this year, he's not fucking me so far yet. And he's he's a consistent, like, 15-point guy somehow so, this year. So is it... Just the the Neil Hawkins, where now he gets consistent looks and he's not going to goose egg it up, you know, for a half a season. Or and also, do you risk his hamstring staying healthy for the rest of the season? Where Tyler Lockett, besides a couple concussions, like been pretty healthy for his yeah. entire career. Almost no injury history for Lockett, and when he does get banged up, he plays usually. Like last year, I remember he was questionable half the year and always played. Wait. Yeah, so I'm going Lockett over Fuller if that was the case. Um, yeah. I, I'm going Fuller. You know, there's always that where the person stays healthy, knock on wood. I don't know. I, I'm going Fuller just because the target share is never, like every game, it's there. He's just, he's getting targeted every game. And he's a red zone monster. Weirdly. Yeah. But it's close. It's so close. And yeah, yeah. honestly, I don't know who makes the trade because I think people who have Fuller are really happy and people who have Lockett are really, really happy. Really happy, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the trade. Yeah, um, it's like the whole like, thing. They're, they're so close to each other. They're kind of they're right. very similar. So I, I, have, um, I, have, I have one more. Uh, that I, I have another one, too, on that, uh, in the same vein of what we were just talking about, if you want me to. Yeah, go for it. It might make sense. Um, so aside from Fuller... So last week you probably picked up Brandon Cooks after his monster game. Somebody did in your league. Yeah. Um, shows up with another really solid game, uh, and is kind of uh, kind of tied to Watson now, where he's heating up a little and looking a little more like Deshaun Watson uh, the last few games. And he's just looking like that. He's looking like a guy that Watson's starting to trust, and looking like a solid. Five for seventy-five a game, guy. The last two weeks, I know he's done better than that, but I think that's might be where he's settling into. Um, are you buying or selling this last two weeks, Brandon Cooks? Uh, I mean, I would try and sell him, but the thing is, though, there's so many wide receivers that I don't know. Who, I don't know anyone that's gonna be like, oh, I need a wide receiver desperately right now. Um, but like, this is the pinnacle of Brandon Cooks. Right now, I feel like there's, I don't, I don't know. Unless he goes back to like pre-injury, Brandon Cooks on the, what team was that even? The Saints. Well, like I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him being any more than a flex, like like a a week to week flex well, player. Well, let me let me tie this in. Let me tie this in then. Um, would you rather have Brandon Cooks or any Cowboys receiver? Any Cowboys receiver? Ooh, that's a that's a question. Yeah, 
Especially now. I mean, obviously, a week and a half ago, no, it wasn't. Yeah. But now, I mean, that's a question, the, right? The red rifle looks really bad. It's 28 to, to 3, the Cardinals over the Cow- Cowboys right now. It's not looking so good, not looking so hot. Um, I think maybe still Cooper and Lamb off of Cooper's name recognition. Ah, well, that's tough. And, <laughs> uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, um, not even John. I don't even. I think we're just forgetting because he's, because uh, last year wasn't good. But he, I mean, he had 583 yards last year. Injured. I mean, not injured for that much. Just yeah. missed what two games last year, but. Before that, 1,200 yards, 1,100 yards, close to 1,200 yards and 1,100 yards. So he had four seasons in a row over 1,000 yards. Um, and then last year was the first season he didn't hit that mark in a Rams def- offense that was really pitiful last year yeah. for some reason. So I-, I think we're undervaluing him as a as a career player a little bit. But I, and I'm just I'm also upset that I traded him a few games ago i mean i did trade him i did trade him for slayton so it's it's kind of slayton has had two good games in a two decent games in a row so i'm not too upset it's kind of tit for tat on that one but yeah no go back well, how would you answer your your question for the cowboys receiver i know it's like uh it's like a knee-jerk response because of what we're seeing in the monday night game but i think I think I might want to take the way... Look, remember, we, we also mentioned the Texans had one of the hardest early-on schedules in the NFL. Sure. And they also still had Bill O'Brien. And they had Bill O'Brien, the one of the worst out there. Um, I was going to say the worst, but the, the, he's still coaching, apparently. Um, so with, with those factors now in, Cook's healthy... I think I'd rather have that consistency that I think we're going to see going forward with Watson looking better, new offense, you know, without Bill O'Brien. Um, I think I'd rather have the consistency of Cooks every week. Like you said, 5 for 75. If that's a PPR league, you're getting, what, 12.5 points a game? And then if you if you, if you you tack on a touchdown, what, maybe five that's times in the season? That's 20 points, yeah. Like, versus what, uh, what, are we, what are we seeing from uh, Dalton right now? I mean, I know, again, knee-jerk reaction, one game, really. You know, as a starter for the Cowboys, um, but it's against a, a Cardinals team that can be beat. You know, they 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 can get beaten. So I just I don't know. I I think I'd rather have the consistency of Cooks. Um, and you could definitely make a nice trade if you had Lamb or Cooper. You could probably get Cooks and someone else. Oh yeah, you if you had Cooper, uh, you you could uh, you. Get yourself Cooks and Swift. We could pick up a couple of people that we uh, <laughs> mentioned here. Yeah, I think you off the name recognition. So, okay, that's a good buy or sell guy. Maybe none of them had him on the league on the, but he you know started the year really good. Cooper had a bad game last game, disappeared, and um, now has a bad quarterback. And he, you might, I mean, you probably still have his name to go off of. Yeah, that's that's absolutely what you're trying to sell on right now, isn't it? Because I don't think I don't know what this is going to be with Dalton. Man, I had I had high hopes for Dalton, but uh, it's not looking good early on. So um, also going back to our boy Drake uh, had those big runs, but who had the one yard run rushing touchdown? Kyler Murray. So 
turning into another Cam Newton style uh, offense where okay. the one yard rush, you're not getting it from your running back. You're getting it from the quarterback. It just hurts your running backs. Like you would hope that would be the the bell cow would be your running back. It's the quarterback getting the touchdown stand. So hurts Drake even uh, further. All right, you had one that you were you were gonna do. Actually, mine was going to be CD Lamb, uh, Cooper, uh, and, and, uh, and obviously Gallup is whatever now at this point. So, uh, yeah, those are my guys. So, I think, uh, I, don't, I got no one else. So, John, Brian, anyone else or no? We're good. Uh, yeah. no, I'm good. I'm good. That was it. Yeah, I, didn't have, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have another series. Lamb, I'm, Lamb, I'm really nervous about. Cooper, I still, I, I'd entertain a Cooper owner to see what's up. I think as this goes along, uh, Andy Dalton might just rely on who he perceives the best player to be. Yeah. So I would, I would entertain a Cooper trade, but um, but Lamb, I'm a little worried about as a rookie with of now a, like a older veteran quarterback. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So with that agreement, we will go on to what we all agree is our favorite favorite segment of the week. It's the boys of the week. <laughs> little little slow on the uptake there, Anthony. No, sometimes you, you hit it and it just takes a second to uh to go. To load up. Yeah. All right. Um. So. Anthony, I think you you won last week because you had Keelan Cole and DeAndre and DeAndre Swift and JD McKissick, who had himself a nice little game. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't bad. Fourteen points uh, in PPR. Yeah, so I gave myself last, but then Christian Kirk scored two touchdowns. Um, who did I have? Marvin Jones, Isaiah Ford, and Cam Akers. Oh God, oh, Cam Akers! Oh, get last place for sure. Cam Akers. Cam Akers didn't even play. <laughs> Which I don't get. I don't get at all. You know why? Because I started him in Anthony's league. You did start him. Your team is... Uh, so, you're going to go over 13 in that league, aren't you? Yeah, I'm kind of just like... Uh, now, I, I'll, I'll try to win one game and then phone it in. You know you, so do, you, you, know you don't get Trevor Lawrence for going over 13, right? Like, that's not how it works. That's just... I think I might. You know, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever missed the playoffs in your league, so I might as well miss it with like extreme reckless abandon. Just go all the way out. Just nice. extreme extremes on either end. Very nice. Yeah, I enjoy it. All right, Anthony. All right, I'm gonna the go. First time this season, you get to pick first, I believe. No, really? Probably. Wow. You only have 14 points, so nice. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna go with a guy who has had back-to-back 100-yard receiving games. He has okay. 20 receptions on 25 targets in those games, and has okay, stepped up is. while Cortland Sutton has been out. Yeah. That guy is Tim Patrick. Uh, he is, he is a boy trying to, uh, ascend to manhood while Sutton's out. And, uh, he's, he's doing it with a quarter, you know, quarterback play that's mediocre at best. So good for him. Looking good. I'm going Tim Patrick as my first boy. Yeah, I like it. Him and, um, I like him and T Higgins are like two who would have thunk ascending guys right now. Although Higgins is a rookie, so I guess you can't really judge him. Rookie, rookie wide receivers this year. Looking pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Well, when I wrote this guy down, he didn't have two touchdowns tonight. So <laughs> I'm just going to, he might be a little bit more expensive next week, but I'm going Christian, just fucking that chicken again. Christian Kirk. Uh, again, this time he's at uh, versus Seattle. So very good matchup again. 4,900. And uh, he's going to get like three catchers for 90 yards in a touchdown. John, not since the Bob Woods days where he was still a boy, has he double boyed it? <laughs> double, oh, boy. double boy. He's Have a double boy. Back that boy. By the end of the season, Christian Kirk's going to be a man. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. You got only a few more, a couple more weeks to tap that boy. Oh. Uh, tap okay. that boy can't wait. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't approve of the verbiage, but yes. Got to go all in on that boy, John. Yeah. Uh, hit, that, hit the back wall, yeah. So I'm going. I'm going a guy who uh, has never really been that good in his career. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Way to sell. Okay. okay. He's, he's starting to kind of pick it up a little on his new team. Um, Dontrell Inman against Dallas on Ooh. Washington. If anybody, I mean, if there's any team to be good against, <laughs> it's this Dallas. That's true. Defense that, oh, my God. Pitiful. This is a, I'm sorry. Uh, I know that they just Ooh. brought in. Um, I can't even remember fucker's name right now. Who everybody liked as a hire. I don't know why everybody liked him. He had Ron one Rivera. Of you say Ron Not Rivera? Oh, Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, McCarthy. I don't know why everybody liked McCarthy. He had one of the best. He was one of the best QBs in history. Had one of the best QBs in history. Um, so he he has one Super Bowl under his belt. But um, I don't know. He never really did it for me. And uh, yeah, he's happens to be coaching probably the worst defense I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, and Dontrell Inman has been, you know, in that four for, four for 45 range the last three weeks where he's just like little little nine-point PPR games. I say he kicks up to 15 this one Ooh. against Dallas. I like it. I like it. You having headphone issues, my, my, my problem. All right. Um, my second boy is a guy coming off a, a bye week. Um, and it's, I like him, uh, Justin Jackson. I'm just gonna just go out with it. Um, okay. Jacksonville has allowed 143 rushing yards per game on the ground this year. Oh, they're so bad. You saw what just let DeAndre Swift do. Um, you know, and coming off the bye, Eckler's still out. Uh, the week prior, uh, Jackson looked way better than Kelly did on the on the carries. Yeah. It was it was yeah. close to a 50 50 split. Um, but with you know, Jackson just looking way better. I, I have a feeling that they're going to give him a few more carries than Kelly this week. And again, with Jacksonville, they both can go for a hundred yards because that's how bad that uh, that's how bad that rush defense is. So I like Jackson this week to uh, hit over a hundred and uh, you know hopefully hopefully find the end zone for himself. Okay, uh, I'm going to go in the same vein uh, as Anthony and also Brian with the randomness of, of the boy I'm I'm about to pick. Uh, I'm going Jalen Guyton. Again, against those Jacksonville Jaguars and that shitty defense, <laughs> he's got he's only thirty two hundred on DraftKings. Real he's going to get Real one cheap. catch for 60, <laughs> one catch. 60, 67 yards and a touchdown. Like it, nice. Listen, he he doesn't get a lot of quant- quantity, but it will be quality this week. Against, uh, okay, against you the know, Jaguars. I like when when somebody has the cojones to. Step up on that boy plank and just, you know, <laughs> jump just, and see what happens. Yeah, just dive in head first, yeah. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going with somebody who used to be just quite the man. Um, he was the man for years, uh, a top man every single year for a while. Uh, one of the best men ever. Oh. Uh, but now he's a boy. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what age does to you. It, it, he's he has Benjamin Buttons, and now he's a boy. Um, okay. Yes. I'm going Adrian Peterson against Atlanta. <laughs> wow. I know we had big talks about this. I think Swift gets uh, over 100 yards against Atlanta. It's a shitty team. I think Swift has another good week. Uh, and th- then you really trade him for something good. I think I think they get within the three-yard line a couple, a few times against Atlanta. Adrian Peterson punches a couple in. I like Adrian Peterson. Uh, Ten rushes. 37 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good Adrian Peterson day. Yeah, 10 rushes, 37 yards, two touchdowns, Adrian Peterson. So, all right, so my last boy is a boy who couldn't produce for the guy who picked him last week. So, But I feel like he's well, going to... Uh, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna just break out of the boy shell for one week, and I'm going Marvin Jones. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, going against look, going against the Falcons, man. I mean, even though they won and put up 40 points, they still gave up 23, allowed Kirk Cousins to throw for 343 yards and three touchdowns. So even in a, in a win, they still let Cousins, who we know is not a really good quarterback, throw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. So someone's gonna catch balls there. I mean, we know we lo- we love Galladay. He's great. But someone's going to catch something over the middle. And I think Jones is going to see enough targets. And I think this is the one week. You know, Jones every year has that week where he just goes off on touchdowns. This is that week. Okay. Fair All enough. right. You want to do that to me? I'll do something to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just. Ooh. Go, I don't okay. care. Do what you want to do. There's two, bo- there's two recycled boys I feel like that Brian could be thinking of to steal from Anthony. Sometimes you got to recycle boys. Ah. <sighs> All right, I'm. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna recycle uh, one of Anthony's favorite boys. I'm going Cole Beasley. No. <laughs> oh no. Everybody wants a piece of my boys. All right, I'll, all right, I'll, I'll go Adam Humphries then. I'll go Adam Humphries. No, no, no. You do what you gotta do. If okay, you, you beat me. All right, I'll go Cole Beasley at the Jets. It's the Jets. So yeah, Cole Beasley. He's like, yeah, that's it. There's no, there's no, nothing else needs to be said. <laughs> I love it. I just, at least somebody picked Cole Beasley um, and snatched him from Anthony since he's obsessed with him. Uh, all right, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to a grown man who is my backup. Uh, another guy who was a man for so many years. Uh, I'm going Gronkowski against Las Vegas. Let's punch it in. Let's get another Gronk spike. Can we get two weeks in a row? Where we have a Gronk spike, we all know the world would be better if that happened. You know, that's what I thought your second boy was going to be when you were talking about old man. You know, was a man for many yeah, years. Yeah, that's I what I really thought. Very <laughs> on that a lot. Oh man! But uh, look, I think sometimes you said we have to recycle boys. Boys need to be recycled. You can't use them once. They're not one-time use boys. You have to, uh, you know, reduce reuse. Recycle. There it is. <laughs> All right, so there's the boys of the week, and uh, I can't believe it. this is week seven. So we're rolling through the season, and um, halfway through the fantasy regulars, maybe some superlatives. I'm thinking next, next week, week. Yeah, we're gonna do. I think we should do a half half season uh, awards next next week. I think is a good uh, it's a good uh, way to break up the monotony. So uh, with that being said, 
you can find us at fantasy underscore lens on Twitter, where we will answer all your fantasy football questions and whatever else you want to ask us. We're at fantasy lens podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you find a podcast. Look for Fantasy Lens. So with that, we are Fantasy Lens, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>